G'day Trendsetters, welcome to episode 653 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Tim Egg, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, transmove.com, or send me through an email, tim at transmove.com. And from Monday, I start blogging about my training at coronavirus.com. It's super exciting. Bookmark that. <laughs> um, what's been going on in my little world? I've, um, I, one of the little things I like to do is read. And some, sometimes it could be just read one page and I put it down, and the next, I, you know, read, read, sit down for a whole chapter or whatever. And I, it's one of my little things I do. I, I like to read. And. Um, and and I generally read ebooks ninety nine percent of the time um, on my Kindle app. And I, I have tried audio books, but I, it's it's just it's just I, I'd rather read it. I'm trying to yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm in I'm in between books at the moment, and um, I'm searching through the Kindle store looking for books and downloading a half a chap you know the sample chapter or whatever and reading eh, eh, and I'm umming and ahhing and I was in my son's room the other um, what was it late last week and um, and I don't even know why I was in there now but I was in his room and it's generally one of those spots where you try to avoid like the plague but I was in there and I see on his bookshelf he's got um, a book on Kobe Bryant and he, Kobe Bryant's a very fascinating band, so I pick it up and I'm looking at it, and and I'm and it's it's called um, the Rise, uh, Kobe Bryant and the Pursuit of Immortality, and and I thought and I start flicking through it and I'm thinking, oh geez, this looks all right, so I started reading it, and the first chapter just got me hook, line, and sinker, and um, then chapter two to chapter five was you know a little bit difficult i'm thinking geez i hope the rest of the book's not this boring and then it got better and better and better and better and at the moment i'm up to chapter 16 and it's basically um kobe bryan's life up until he gets into the nba and I, i unfortunately for me i didn't know who he really was until after he'd passed away uh, my son did. He, he he knew exactly who he was and followed him and stuff like that. But he, I I and I've and in the recent years I've learnt a lot about him and spent actually many many hours um, reading all up about him. But now now I'm spending even more many many hours reading his story. Um, but yeah, very fascinating person. Um, just the drive, the dedication. It's but yeah, do recommend this book if you can. Um, re, you know, get hooked on that first chapter. So, you know, suffer through the next five chapters, and then that book gets better and better and better and better. And it's yeah, it's, no wonder he was as great as he was. Um, all right, straight into it. Today's question comes from Brian, and. You could be super cool like Brian and send your questions through to Tim at trainsmove.com. Training, racing, nutrition, it doesn't matter. I love all your questions. It makes me feel, you know, a little bit important. Um, Brian writes, you mentioned in a recent episode that you have been measuring blood sugar levels morning and night and before and after training sessions. Any interesting information that you that you are getting from this and are you implementing anything due to the data? Uh, so, yeah, this is something I've been doing just 
for a little while. Um, it stemmed from me um, learning more about um, lactate levels, to be honest. Um, I had an athlete who, and I learned a little bit about it all um, in theories, I guess, um, listening to podcasts, reading blogs and that sort of stuff, and I'd made notes. And when I had an athlete, a coach, um, got a, a lactate meter, and I've um, so I thought you know I started re- refreshing and trying to learn more so we so I can you know keep up, and so I went out and brought a, a meter myself and started learning more, and, and then I just got hooked on blood, <laughs> um, which sounds funny, but I I, I learned to. Um, all about lactate levels and you know what causes it and you know increases decreases um then i you know i got fascinated with what you know the actual blood so for instance um 50 percent is plasma 45 percent is red blood cells and the rest is you know the white blood cells and um and then i got fascinated with ph levels and what um, manip- you know what makes them changes you, you know um, acidic th- foods and uh, can can change those levels and what's good and what's bad and how can you you know once it's really off balance what should you do to get it back into balance um, and and then glucose levels um, what what changes that what's too low what's too high um, and so yeah I, I, got, I got a bit bit over the top with it all and so i started using myself as a bit of a um, guinea pig so i started measuring myself uh, my own glucose levels i think i was going to get a continuous glucose monitor but i decided um against it at this stage just because i thought it would do my head in um just looking at all the <laughs> all the information coming through to me um, and because I'm trying to learn all this, trying to wrap my head around this, and and I learn better with numbers. I'm a number guy, and if I can see the numbers on a chart or a spreadsheet or or whatever, it starts making more sense to me. I, I've got a, I got, I have a picture there of what I'm, what's happening on. And instead of someone saying, "Oh, you should do this, 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 this," because that will do this, this, um, I'm actually re- like learning the why and how everything gets done instead of just you know i can see it happening um so i started so i do measure my own glucose levels of a morning and at night most most days and before and after a lot of different training sessions i was doing every single training sessions but um i have missed a few um but it is super cool um but if we take training for instance and strip it down to its fine finest um and go off the the old triple m um, method which i'm still a big fan of you know the easy zones easy moderate easy moderate medium mad so easy being what it sounds like bloody easy uh moderate should be you know your all day pace so you should be able to breathe through your nose should be able to hold a conversation throughout the entire duration of that uh, medium is w- whatever the duration is it should be hard it should be hard but, but it should be difficult but manageable so for instance and that could be from 30 second effort through to a three hour time trial it, it, it should be it should be difficult but manageable so um and then mad should be as fast as possible 
without compromising your tech normal technique. So, for instance, um, I'll give a quick example for that. If if you were to do if you're a three and a half hour marathon runner, for instance, so five minute K pace, and I had um, on a session a forty minute easy run, and at the end, towards the end, do five times two hundred medium, two hundred easy. Uh, oh, sorry, 200 mad, 200 easy. 200 metres mad, 200 metres easy. I'll get it right in, the, in a second. That is not a sprint. Um, a lot of people make that mistake. It, you, it's as fast as you can at your normal run technique. So if you're that 5-minute K pace runner, maybe you you can do those two 200-metre efforts at 4-minute K pace, maybe. But even then you think would your normal t- running technique be changing at that um so maybe it should be 415 thereabouts 420 um so that's kind of kind of and i and i'm bringing this around i will answer your question but so using that method the easy moderate medium mad if i was to give a training session and let, let's call it um 20 minute easy, 20 minutes moderate, 20 medium, hang on, I think I said that wrong, 20 minutes easy, 20 minutes moderate, 20 minutes medium effort, and followed by 20 minute easy after it, so what's that, an hour and 20, Um, all you need that, all you need for that is just a stopwatch, really, Um, and then you're you're good to go, and you you could, that's, that's an effective session, you can do that indoors, you can do that outdoors, that's, that is an effective session. Um, and you could argue whether it's going to be more effective inside versus outside or whatever. But if you wanted to now start um, measuring it, so you're so that easy, moderate, medium, mad is now even throughout the interval. So there are no chances of fly and die throughout the interval. Um, now we can start. You can start adding um, heart rate into it or power, um, and then you you want to measure the effort. Now you can start adding, you know, a, a, um, a cadence sensor to it. So now you can start looking at all that. Um, now you can start adding, you know, um, for, you know, perceived effort towards the end. You know, rating that session. Did you die towards the end? How hard was it um, in that? three last three minutes of the medium effort was it a bit too hard or whatever now we start looking at nutrition for that um if i added if you start adding a little bit more carbs into that or whatever are you um is it has that helped helped improve and now we can start taking that a little bit further what ha- what is your lactate levels during that s- sort of session um are are we in that exact area that we think we are um using you know heart rate power and then lactate as a guide now we can start adding a little bit further into it and looking checking the glucose levels to make sure the nutrition you know we aren't dipping too low uh, towards the end of those sessions so we can get the most out of it um so it's a long 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 little circle but um but what it's done is um, help me understand why the body does what it does and um, when I give a training session to an athlete um, what are the responses and why it does that responses um, it just gives me a better understanding and the you also got to understand while I do while I can overcomplicate a lot of this stuff so I can learn um, the 
um, my my main job, the one that actually pays the bills in the family, um, it's not very stimulating mentally. I love the company I work for, I love my job, but everything's done on procedures, um, and I and I follow those procedures to the letter. I never differ from them, um, so there is no. Um, I don't think have to um, spend too much time thinking, really. Um, well, so I get a lot of satisfaction from coaching, and I get a um, a lot of satisfaction by learning more. I get that stimulus, um, get the brain working more than um, it, it ever would otherwise. And um, because I get a little bit of time, and I love spreadsheets, and I love graphs and stuff like that, and, and numbers, it just I, I I enjoy it all. Um, but and but what it was, what it does do um one thing i've it's been cool to look at is my um glucose levels and what sort of levels you'd expect it to be so you can be burning um fats during a session or or walking around the house burning fats um and not burning a whole lot of um sugar while watching telly <laughs> um so um and then you can for for instance, generally generally speaking, I wake up of a morning. I, I go to the dunny. I weigh myself. I um, take my glucose levels. It generally sits around that um, any anywhere on average around that four point five millimoles. More times than not, it, it can go a little bit lower. It can go a little bit higher, um, but generally hangs around that every every morning. Uh, for me to be burning, um, for, and and this could be um, a, a big you know a little bit of knowledge can be dangerous um because i'm still learning this and i haven't i'm just not at the stage where i can be giving this information over a podcast with any real authority um but but anyway the so my blood sugar so for me to you know to burn mostly fats during a training session you i'd want that my blood glucose to be 4.9 or less um to to really get those benefits over that it's probably a little bit too high and i'm going to be burning a little little bit more glycogen um but but it would most likely go down if i'm only just sipping on water um, what I did for uh, what I've found for, um, interesting are um, the training levels with um, so well, the training duration and intensity. But so, for instance, I could have a big bowl of pasta for lunch and go out for a bike ride, um, mostly aerobic. Um, that well, aerobic ride that I would burn maybe a, um, a thousand calories over uh, over a um, a two hour bike ride. And come back, and my glucose levels have probably increased slightly, but not that much. And so, if I had that bowl of pasta and I sat in front of the telly and just, you know, watched, you know, whatever the hell's on telly, um, it, I would see a decent spike in in glucose, um, like it's a significant compared to training which isn't a surprise at all but actually seeing those numbers and um and not having you know i reckon it's spiked or i reckon it's this or i reckon it's that it is it's taken out the guesswork into it would i recommend everyone going out and doing it no um i don't think it's necessary i i go, keep going back to that you know one of my um philosophies is that keep it simple um and and i'm overcomplicating it i know but it's purely because i like to learn um what i'm also doing 
and I'll, I'll write a blog and I've, I have started writing a blog on coronavirus.com I just need to finish it but one thing I've been doing is my weight uh, I've, I've kind of been struggling um, with weight management since my last Ironman and leading into my last Ironman getting down to race weight was the most easiest thing I've ever experienced my race weight 75 kilos and um I generally I, I would have this template that I would follow. I'd you know eight meal of a breakfast. Eight, yeah, it was just a, a nice simple template, and I think because of the um, the training volume, in particular the running, um, just took the weight off and kept it off, and I, I never really had to think too much about weight at all. I was still weighed myself every day, but that's as, as good as I really got with it. And since then, I've you know. <laughs> since bloody a year ago i've kind of been um bit, bit, bit on the little injury prone side of things with the old achilles and so the running hasn't virtually been almost non-existent and so the, i've really struggled with the weight and i've kind of followed template the template again not much success um i've started dieting again and it, I, I never went back to my old i did, used to do this um crazy dieting when before where you know you work out the calories needed for um just to function without passing out and you just you know add three calories on top of that and, and off you go not the best way of getting down the race weight but you generally get down to race weight in like a week or two um but um but i did do dieting and stuff and what i've done um, um, I guess I'm somewhere around day 10 or, or, or thereabouts. I tipped the scale at 83 kilos. And again, my, my race weight's 75. I don't want to be anywhere near 75 yet, but I'd like to be around 78-ish, high 77s, low 78s. And so I, I sat down with my little spreadsheet and um, gave myself a calorie budget of every day so what i did is i worked out the mostly using whoop um the calories i burned during a 24-hour period including sleep um on uh, each particular day the calories i'm expected to burn during a training session um and then i i work out you know what the calorie expenditure is going to be and then I work out the calories I'm going to consume that day and I'll give myself a calorie budget of what I'm going to consume and I try and so if I think my calorie budget is I'm going to burn 3,000 calories for instance throughout throughout a 24-hour period I'll budget to have 2,500 calories um, and that's that's just easy numbers. Very rarely is it getting that low. Um, between training and stuff like that, it's it's a, it is high. But I'll use those numbers for round round numbers. And so I'll work out and out of this, I'll actually write a, a bit of a plan for every single day. So I'll write breakfast. I have the same. I'm pretty boring. I have the exact same breakfast every morning. I, I think breakfast is the most important meal to get right. Um, if you get that, if for me anyway, if I get that wrong because I'm craving sugar and I look at bloody a big bowl of Fruit Loops and think, God, that's okay, it looks good. I'm going to have that. Um, the the diet's good. You know, my my eating habits for the day is completely shot. Um, so I generally start the day every day um, with porridge. 
and so you know 305 calories Um, i'll budget 500 calories for lunch for instance and then i'll always budget a thousand calories for dinner that's purely because i haven't always got a say quite often don't have a say in in what's going on there what we'll have that night Um, and then i'll work out the remainder of calories for the rest of the day and i'll spread that right between um, breakfast and lunch this is what that number is going to be between lunch and dinner this is what that number is going to be and that also has to fuel the training session so if i've got a, a hard and longer session and i'm going to need a sports drink or i'm going to need you know a a killer python or whatever um that comes out of that budget and i've been doing that for 10 days now um tip the scale at 83 and today i'm at 79.1 kilos just by simply aiming to have um 500 calories less than what i'm consuming a day it, it there's been a couple of days where it's gone well over that um but that but i try and aim for that and if i have um you know to, like the other day i took my son swimming it took into the pool i'd already swam that day i've got no um i didn't couldn't really do anything it didn't make sense for my training so i went for an hour walk while he's swimming um that that, that was more calories burned um but yeah so i've got you know, if i can knock another kg off but what i am doing is is because i've been looking at my glucose levels as well um i can kind of tailor my um training um and the intensity based around um around my diet with a lot more certainty that what i'm doing is um going to work better um or i haven't you know i can only get a gym session in today for instance so now i've got to you know i have my calories in low but um so it's it's so not only calories but what sort of um you know calories and proteins but it's also what sort of food is that going to be um because I don't want that, a high spike in glycogen, um, if I can help it. I don't. Yeah, but anyway, I'm mumbling now. So uh, to me, I'm I'm fine. I'm again with that diet. I've I've overcomplicated something, but I'm doing it this way purely because I've never never done it this way before, and I like numbers and I like spreadsheets and I like you know patterns and and to be honest, it's keeping me motivated. I, I it's. I'm, I'm enjoying it so while ever i'm enjoying it I'll, I'll keep doing it anyway if you guys have any other questions at all jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com until next episode hooray